0: one quick note before we get started on this episode. I should have mentioned something before we got started, but I didn't realize where everything was going to go. And after Dan and I started getting to know each other a little bit and just kind of talking about life and so on and so forth, Dan really starts talking about a few things that is very valuable for our service businesses. And there's, two things in particular. One was recruiting and the other one is bookkeeping and accounting. Dan has a lot of experience and is really good in both of these areas. And I wanted to encourage you to listen to the end because this podcast is one of the longer ones that we've had on here. Uh, I want to encourage you to listen to the end so you can get some of this good information because typically we don't talk about the how to's uh, on the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast, but this time we did and it was some really valuable information. I hope you guys enjoy it and thanks for listening. Hey everybody, this is Bobby Walker with the journey of a new entrepreneur podcast and holy cow. If you've been listening and following along, it's been a little while. I don't remember my last episode, but I've been, I've had a lot of people come to me and say, Bob, what the heck? Have you canceled this thing? And guys, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm just a dude just trying to make it in the world and I'm building a business and I got a wife and kids and life and all this stuff. And, I've just missed some episodes, so, I'm so I, I do apologize. But I'm excited to say that we're back, uh, both in audio and video. So you, you're either listening to us off of a podcast recording or you're watching this on YouTube. Either way, I'm glad you have. Um, so welcome back. It's January 2019. Uh, the new year has has started, and and I'm not gonna lie, it's it's like been kicking me in the teeth a little bit. So uh, that that sucks but I'm excited about today and my guest. I've got Dan Plata. I'm going to get to Dan here in just a minute. But before I do, I want to once again, thank everyone for for watching, listening, just following along with my journey. Uh, You can always watch on the Journey of a New Entrepreneur YouTube channel. That's where most of my content is. And that's just my vlog. It's just been the whole process of my son and I starting a business after I found out I was losing my corporate job. And we've just kind of documented that process. So if you want to see what it's like about a dude just trying to to make his way in life, that go, go watch it. And if you don't want to see that, don't go watch it. I don't care. It's just there for you, man. And then uh, the, I, I want to ask a favor of all of you, including Dan, who's on this episode right now. And Dan, I want to call you out before you even get a chance to speak. You've told me you watch my, my podcast but I don't see any reviews from you on iTunes. So what I'm going to ask is if you're listening to this and you like me, just go, go to iTunes, give this thing a review, preferably five stars. <laughs> and I see Dan pulling his phone out of his pocket right now to do it. So uh, peer pressure works, my friends. But anyway, give us a, a, a nice review on iTunes that just honestly, it just boosts my ego and makes me feel more valid in life. But in saying all that, I'm glad you're here. And Dan, now that I'm now I'm gonna catch you while you're in the middle of doing something there leaving a review. Five okay. stars, five We're stars, awesome!
1: Idea. All right. <laughs> Not showing up very good, but you get the idea.
0: Okay, very very good. There we go. <laughs> Thank you for the review, my friend. So, Dan, how you doing, man? Uh, thanks for being here.
1: I'm doing great. We got we got our uh, like our third blizzard of the year in Minneapolis here. It's zero degrees and eight inches of snow. So I'm just glad to be inside and uh, talking to you.
0: You know, as you say that, I just need to pull up my, my phone here. It's actually really cold. I'm down here in Orlando, and I feel your pain, my friend, because it's 46 degrees right now. And Shorts I, and t-shirt weather. Yeah, I don't know how we're going to make it, but it's going to be back in the 70s and 80s here in a couple of days. So, so we're you, good. You and can
1: I, hang in there. You can hang in there.
0: I always love throwing that stuff in the face of all my friends. So. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, uh, so Dan, you are with, uh, I think more than just like one organization or entity here, but you got a, a business that you're a, a partner in called Blue Skies. You guys do a lot of things um, and we're going to get into that stuff in a little bit, but you know, you do things everything everywhere from home services, similar to some of the exact same stuff that my company does. You guys do like bookkeeping, you guys, you know, invest in companies and really a lot of cool stuff and, and I'm looking forward to hearing about that. But before I do, uh, I want to really just learn about you and kind of the the journey of a new entrepreneur. Now, Dan, how old are you? I, I can't tell. I mean, you you seem like an older young dude, if that makes sense. I, I, are you? Are, you're not my age, are you?
1: Not quite. You're you're
0: pushing. You're you're
1: in I'm the fourth zero range, right?
0: Yeah, I'm forty.
1: Yeah, I'm thirty three. So you got me 30. by a bit.
0: I I had you around 30 ish. I didn't know exactly. I could have saw you in your late twenties or early thirties. So I'm uh,
1: catching you percentage wise. I I gain a little on you every year. So
0: (laughs) spoken like a, like a true uh, bookkeeper and accountant. Right. (laughs) So the, um, but you know, Dan and I, we, we met, um, well, I mean we kind of rubbed shoulders on Facebook and, and, you know, chatted a time or two and, and, um, we have a mutual friend uh you know my business coach uh, your partner uh mike dalkey, and mm-hmm. through that connection uh we have got to know each other a little bit we were at a cool event called business bourbon and bullshit which probably the best business event i've been to um ever it, it was really great and we did that in nashville what 3 weeks ago and i uh, got to hang out a little bit there and that was the trip where i went to nashville in the middle of the winter and i forgot Anything but t-shirts and shorts, because of course I'm from Orlando, and I didn't remember to bring a coat or pants until I was on my way to the airport. So, but that Bobby, was a good event.
1: I still, I think you should go with, you know, uh, I think you got to make it intentional since you look like Stone Cold and you're just a badass mofo. I think you just rock. Like if you would have showed up and you're like, no, I just wear shorts and, and t-shirts. That's what I do. You know, whatever. I think you know, I think that's a cool edge to have. Dude, yeah, hold the shit, but I I liked it. That was a good persona.
0: Perhaps, perhaps, I would have rather have just brought a, a coat and jeans, but, but that's a good backup plan if I ever forget in the future. Yeah. I don't just think own it. Just own it. <laughs> I'm going to. I forget where I'm going. I'm going to uh, Pennsylvania next month, and I'm like, I'm not forgetting. I'm not forgetting this. <laughs> one. Uh, I, cool thing. Are you a fan of the Office by chance? The TV show, The Office.
1: I mean, I like it. I don't. I don't go out of my way to watch it, but I've an ah, uh-huh. episode or two.
0: Well, uh, so it's probably my favorite TV show. Like, I love, love, love The Office. And I'm going up to an event uh, with Kirk Kempton, you know, with Responsive Bid. Yeah. Yeah. And he's doing a little thing somewhere in PA. And he's like, you want to go? And I'm like, the only way I'd go to Pennsylvania is if we did a uh, pilgrimage to Scranton, which is where, the, you know, the office fict- oh, yeah. fictitiously took place. And he's like, done. I'm like, well, I guess I'm in. So yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. We're going to go. Yeah, I know, I know Scranton's nothing, but it's like, you know, we're gonna go to like Poor Richards, the bar they would hang out at. We're gonna go eat at the uh, the pizza place that they, yeah, you know, just stupid stuff. But I'm looking forward to that. But just for the record, I will have a coat. I will have jeans. So <laughs> I want to so,
1: see a picture. I want to see a selfie.
0: <laughs> so Dan, that. tell tell us a little bit about you. I mean, I, that's always I hate to just ask that question and let you run with it, but let's start with this. Tell tell us a little bit about Dan, the family man. What what, what do you got going there?
1: Sounds good. So I am the, the proud father of two little girls. I got a two and a half, a two and a half year old and a nine month old. Um, and so uh, and my wife uh, works for 3M and global marketing management. So she's actually in Europe for two weeks here. So I'm I'm running solo dad duty and got to try to get my kids out the door screaming and crying because it's a Monday. Oh, she's that. still out of town, huh? Yeah, she's out for another week so I'm uh, I'm playing that role but i um, got got the best wife and the best family in the world. And my I actually grew up in Wisconsin and was back there for the last week and grandma and grandpa on that side were helping mm-hmm. out. Now back in Minnesota this week and hopefully uh, Marty my wife her parents live about 10 minutes away very strategically and uh, I'll probably leverage them for a little bit of help so I can keep keep getting work done. Um, but yeah, we're we have a really really close family and um, spend We 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 don't have many friends anymore. I feel like we're either you know our best friends are our family on either side, which is is weird but a good problem to have. I suppose. Well,
0: that's that's what happens when your kids are young. You know, there's just not a lot of time. My my youngest is almost; he'll be 16 next month. And uh, God, I can't wait to get my kids out of my house. But (laughs) (laughs) excuse me, that's a laugh and a cough at the same time. I love them, just not very much. At least that's what I always say. But uh, (laughs) depends on the day. I'm just kidding. Those of you that are too sensitive. I love my kids a lot. Um sometimes. But uh and then how long did you say you were married? Or did you say?
1: Man, you're going to you're going to make me remember that number. I think we're on 5 years now. 5. Nice. All yeah, right. Cool. In
0: 2013, so. And so you're you're 33. D- did you go to college?
1: Yep. Good old Wisconsin eau Claire. I actually went to college with Mike. Although oh, really? didn't we, I'm sure we were at the same bar at the same time and, and probably we're close to getting in a fight at some point or another, but we know, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where we know all the same people, but we can't recall ever meeting each other in college. So yeah. we were there at the same time. We overlapped,
0: but. That's cool. That's cool. All right. And so, so tell me about you. I mean, are you an entrepreneur like at the core or is it some, like, I don't know that I was, I think I just kind of like stumbled into it. I always kind of wanted to do it, but never had the guts. But is this who you've been from day one or what?
1: No, I think you and I have a lot of similarities in that aspect. I, the, there's a really sexy component of being an entrepreneur. And I, I really love the idea of it, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'm fairly risk averse. I'm a finance guy. So I look at the the numbers and and calculate, you know, how, how much risk I'm taking and I'm a little bit risk averse. So I, growing up, um, I worked for my uncle's small business. Um, he started a kind of a window finishing company and so I worked for him and he got it up to a hundred employees when I was there in high school and college, you know, in the summer I'd go back there and work. So, um, and I, you know, I'd be out on the plant for, floor one day and then I was in the office doing accounting for him the next day. And then I was running a meeting with all of his leaders the next day. So I got to like see the whole gauntlet of the business. Um, and I love that aspect. I love being able to like have my hands on a little bit of everything, being, you know, high school and college and being entrusted to help run a business and, and have some valuable input was really cool. Um, and my dad actually had done the kind of the same thing. He worked for a company called Lime Tech. Um, and when he was 24 years old, he went to the management and said, hey, I really think we should put in this new, like anodized line. And they basically were like, well, here's $20 million, go figure it out. And they built him a plant. And he ran it from the time he was 24 till he just retired a few years ago. And, wow. you know, by the end of it, they had, you know, they're the biggest anodized company in the U.S., if not the world. Um, wow, and so, that's impressive. But it felt like the, that entrepreneurial itch of, like, I've got an idea, you know, whether you're working for a business or if you're going on and doing it solo, like, it still is a, there's a big risk in taking that chance and having an idea and running with it. Um, but I've got some pretty good mentors around me that have done that, Mike included, Um, And so where where I'm a little risk averse and probably not just going to jump in without, you know, somebody having taken the first few steps, um, I still really like the idea of it. And so for me to get to where I'm at today kind of took the right setup um, to get me here because, like I said, it wasn't something I was just going to do solo, you know, from scratch. But but having known Mike, and I guess I can get into that a little bit, um, got to meet him through some mutual friends, like I talked about. Um, and he was actually my financial advisor for a few months before he fired himself and said, Hey, I'm uh, not, not working here anymore. I'm going to drop this big fat salary I've got and go like buy a business and see what happens. Um, and so I thought that was pretty ballsy and pretty cool. And I just said, let me know how I can help. And so throughout time, um, the, the best way for me to help as a finance guy was to help with finances. So I helped set up, his books. And if we were doing acquisitions, I would help run numbers on that sort of stuff and kind of worked on our strategy with them. And we actually, we, we lived a mile apart in Minneapolis here. Um, mm-hmm. like, in, you know, coincidentally just happened to live right next to each other. And so we would get together like one or two times a week to our wife's dismay. Cause it would be, Oh, we'll just be, you know, down at Starbucks for an hour. And then like three hours later, be like, Oh, we're just finishing this, this business model that we're working on. Like give us a little bit. Yeah. Um, and so for about five years, I'll say I consulted for them, but mostly would just go let him buy me a cup of coffee and we'd kick things around for a while. And then I'd help out wherever I could help out. Um, and eventually I got enough confidence in what we were doing and, and I was getting really burned out on the corporate, corporate gig. Um, yeah. And so, so you, you had mentioned like you, you lost your job. And I think that I, I lost the corporate world. Like I just, I, if, if, if I stayed there any longer, I was, I was going to get kicked out because they're going to get sick of me. Cause I was just, I'd get frustrated and I'd push too hard and I would drive people nuts and yeah. felt like I could create a lot of value, but then I wouldn't get any of it. Um, and so yep. just kind of lost my interest on it and said, all right, Mike, I'm ready. Um, and the timing worked out where I was able to come in and join forces and Mike had some other things he wanted to pursue. So we were able to kind of work in a transition to let him go do what he wanted to do. And now I'm, helping run blue skies. So
0: that's cool. Well, you know, on the whole corporate thing, which I've talked about it a lot, you know, just on my channels and such, but man, it's just like, you know, people are just wired different. And, you know, I didn't go to, I didn't, I didn't go to college. You know, I just have a high school education and just barely at that quite quite frankly. But I, um, you know, I, I really, I didn't have a career path and I was very just, I didn't have a, I I didn't have a goal. I didn't have, you know, aspirations. And I just was kind of letting life happen to me from a, from a career standpoint. And I just accidentally got into the corporate world. I was working for this mom and pop company who sold to a corporation and, and somehow they thought I would be a good manager. And I half was, and half wasn't, but, and then another merger happened and another merger happened. And I'm just like, this sucks, man. It's like, and I understand the people, let me rephrase that. I understand that there are people that like that's how they're built. You know, like their thing is like climb that corporate ladder. I thought that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. But once I got like on the second rung, I'm like, fuck this, man. Yeah. <laughs> this Uh-oh.
2: is terrible. I don't like this.
0: Yeah. You know, it's just like there's no, um, there's no, uh, there's no life in it. You know, it's just like there. It, it's just a number. And I know at the end of the day, we're running a business to to build a number right we're running a business to grow that bank account but I'm like you know when when decisions are based solely on a spreadsheet it's like I get it that number needs to be bigger but I can't just like turn a turn a knob and make the number bigger there's like all these other things that have to happen that do involve things like oh i don't know humans which require more than just a number but there's like an emotional aspect and an yeah. intellect aspect and you you gotta you know but all the guy up in the corporate office you know is looking at is this number on the sheet needs to be yeah. bigger and i'm like what the hell are I all
1: get, you guys I, doing why is this number not getting yeah bigger?
0: i could get the number bigger but i need some resources to to get there you know so anyway uh it was uh it's it just started killing me i'm just like this is just crazy people don't understand and then of course there's like what I think it's called the Peter principle where people are just promoted to their highest their lowest level of incompetence or or, or yeah, yeah. if I'm yeah. wording that correctly yeah. and and which I think that even happened with me quite frankly you know I think I kind of got got put in that spot uh you know and then you got to grow into it but uh anyway I'm glad I'm out of that and now I was kind of forced out of it even though I was already looking to go there they just kind of sped me up a little bit and yep. frankly probably made me more successful I don't think I would have been successful in my own business had I been doing it on the side but yep. when, like when I had to get out there and do it to pay rent next month things the game changed you know yep. but yep. You, you chose it so that's cool too I, and and I have a great deal of respect for that because it doesn't sound like to me I, I we have a similar background but but you chose this life um I was born in it. <laughs> I had to live, I had to breathe. Maybe, but
1: like any of us could go get a job, right? Yeah. Like we, any of us can go get a job. We, we act like it's not a possibility. We act like we have mm. to go through this entrepreneurial struggle and, and, and it's like being an entrepreneur is way harder than being in the corporate world. It's just way more fun. Um, So, you know, you get both sides of it. Yeah, way, way bigger. Right. Mm. Uh, but you don't, the, in the corporate world, everybody has an agenda, right? Like, the, the person that's directing what you're doing is is 99% of the time just working for a certain number to hit their bonus like you said it's got to be a number on a spreadsheet yep. and everybody's got some political angle that they're working and i like i just hate politics in general i can't stand it so like having to do that every day in a, in a big corporation yep. the the fun thing about being in the service industry that we're in like we all have the same damn agenda work our butts off to try to get more work yeah. and get as many good clients as we have, and try to get rid of the shitty ones as fast as we can and just find good employees to go get the work done our agenda like we don't have That's politics it. right mm-hmm. we have the same exact agenda we all do um and it's cool because then we can all be working together on doing the same thing and learning from each other and it's just way more fun so. well, uh,
0: and and my my last thought on the corporate thing, and then I want to kind of get into to your life some more here, but you know uh, the company that I was working for at the end it, it was so big that. It, you know you, you weren't just competing against the other companies but you had to like you had to fight against your own company within the departments within it and everyone you know this department could get credit for it and that department could get credit for it and then there was fights in between it and lies and this and that and I'm just like man I have no desire to lie to get myself ahead of the game or to do someone wrong to get myself ahead of the game and that's where it's like being a business owner I almost don't like using the word entrepreneur, even though that's the name of the channel and everything and the podcast, but being a business owner, it's nice because I make the rules. And yeah, there's a lot of stress that that goes along with it. You know, Hey, I got to make payroll this week or Hey, you know, there's taxes or Hey, there's this, that, but it's my stress. It's not, it's not someone else's that that I've got to take care of. It's mine. And if I pay the price, I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm going to earn a prize, you know, for doing so. Yeah. I was like, uh, uh, i love the game of thrones are you a game of thrones guy by chance
1: i read the books got all okay. the books done i don't watch the show because i'm too cheap to to buy hbo okay
0: but. well you probably i don't i haven't read the books but i'm sure they took this phrase from it but the iron islands you know the guys there and they always say you know you got to pay the iron price for it you got to earn you know the, the the armor you have or earn the the armada or what have you and i'm like one day you know, I always tell my son one day we're going to be on that beach and we're going to be sipping the drink and we're going to be able to look at each other in the eyes and say, we paid the iron price because we were willing to go through the stress and the fear. and the da, 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 da. But when you do all that stuff in the corporate world, eh, you get a 5% raise if you did yeah. really, really good. So
1: anyway, yeah. Yeah.
0: so Dan, tell me a little bit about the service business. And I don't want to go like too deep, but tell, tell us what kind of stuff you do. And, and I think you're responsible for more than one location too, right? I mean, not just where you live.
1: Yep, yep. So Blue Skies has, uh, I guess I'll, I'll, um, I'll break it down into operating stuff versus admin stuff. Um, and the admin stuff is all, is all new recent stuff that we've gotten into. But um, operating-wise, we have window cleaning in Minneapolis. We have home cleaning, like maid service in Cleveland. We have both in Cincinnati. Then we have home cleaning in St. Louis. We have an investment in Tampa, um, and we had a business out in Portland that we actually let uh, Brandon Vaughn take over for us because why? Why compete with Brandon Vaughn? Um, <laughs> you know, so we just kind of said, "Hey, like, why don't you take this one over?" We we believe that you can do a hell of a lot better out there than than we can do trying to run it from Minneapolis. So, yeah. um, so we we had that investment as well. But um, so we operate all those, and then we built this leadership team. Um, kind of around that. So one one of the things we thought was super important in this industry is you have to have great leadership. And that's that's important anywhere. Uh, but especially for the blue collar labor to to keep it moving in the right direction. And a, and a reason why a lot of businesses are franchised is that you need to have that leader that's there. Mm. Um, and so we built this leadership team to help to help you know extrapolate that and get it out to our our out to our locations. And that's probably the hardest thing about what we do is that element of it. The, the processes to clean a house or clean a window or, you know, soft wash. It's not rocket science, yeah. but getting people to show up that are engaged in like their job is, is the hard part. Um, mm-hmm. So we built this leadership team and we built it on the premise of we expected to keep, you know, buying businesses and making investments and, and bringing them under the blue skies umbrella. And what we ran into is we did that so many times and then other people saw us doing it and started getting in on the mix And the economy kept going up, right? And so all of a sudden, that business model of buying a business at a low multiple and plugging it in, it just kind of went away. Um, And so to start from the ground up is a whole different ballgame. And you need that person, but you also can't afford to pay that person because you got no business there yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's it's a tougher mechanism to start a new location now. But we had this leadership team that was built expecting to go open new locations and do that sort of thing. Um, and so what we ran into is we had excess capacity and what do you do when you have excess capacity? You try to fill it. Right. Yeah. Um, and so in our case, we kind of started filling it by accident because with, with Delkey and, and Michael Kaplan working together making different investments and, and some guys out in the industry, they would come back to us and say, like, you, you need to do some recruiting for these guys. Like, just put them in, like, we don't know what you guys are doing, but we know that works. So just put them into your system. Right. Yeah. Or, or Dan, you know, um, and I mentioned like when I started with Mike, I was doing a bunch of bookkeeping and accounting stuff. You know, they would come back to me and be like, Hey, you got to start doing some bookkeeping for these guys. Cause it's a disaster. And I don't know how we're going to invest in them. Cause we don't know. They, they don't know what they're making. We don't know what they're making. Mm. Um, so we're just throwing numbers against the wall. Right. So all of a sudden, like, you know, started a new business by accident here where we had this capacity and we had some expertise that we had to build for Blue Skies. Um, and then people started asking us to do work for them. And we kind of came to the realization that we have a new business um, yeah. and that we need to take that seriously. And we have a lot of value that we can add. Um, and like you I said, added we- a
0: couple of them. I mean, I, I know you touched on it, but to be clear, you've, you've added, uh, you know, like kind of some bookkeeping stuff you do for people. And then also the recruiting side of things as well i mean is is there other stuff you guys have added to fill that capacity or is that kind of the extent of it
1: um we do some marketing stuff as well marketing is so so recruiting is like the easiest to do because we have a system and we can just plug people right into it Mm -hmm. bookkeeping it depends on where they're at right if you have to go backwards and clean stuff up for them or if they're just ready to go going forward like there's a little bit more customization into bookkeeping and mm-hmm. marketing is probably of the three is, is the most custom because it totally depends on their geography and the demographics and stuff like that. But we've had some luck getting people going, you know, simple things like Google AdWords. If they don't have the right stuff going for there, we help people out with that. Yeah. Uh, we're also working on some marketing plan stuff that people can get from us to, to kind of understand their entire market. Um, so, we, so we dabble in that but it's we're we're mostly focused on recruiting right now just given the time of year yeah. you know we're coming up on you know february march april which is like when everybody needs to start hiring people yep. and it's it's never been harder to do that and so we just think we got to help as many people do that now as we can because it's not a it might be the only time i mean you and i haven't been in this game for that long but going back to the start of blue skies back in 2011 we've never had a year besides this last year where we were capacity constrained and not demand constrained Hmm. it was always a if we could sell it we had people to go clean it now it's well if we got people to go clean it we can sell it yeah yeah (laughs) but it's harder to get people and keep people than it is to go find the work um so recruiting is the big thing that we're focused on you know we're helping a lot of people with bookkeeping stuff and and you and i talked a little (laughs) bit about that earlier but you know that is that is just if they Need somebody and and are realizing they got some problems then they they usually find us and we can help them out and marketing we we just like to lend people some expertise and point them in the right direction if we can.
0: Let me ask you a couple of quick questions. See, I want to talk to you more about the recruiting thing because I think that's like everybody's. Uh, anytime you hear people complaining about owning a business, it's always about getting good people. So let's put yeah. a pin in that. We're going to come to that here in just a second. Do you have one, two, or three tips on, uh, let me, let me ask you two questions. First, do you have one, two, or three tips on bookkeeping, accounting, you know, taxes, all that crap for a new guy? Like here's some pitfalls to avoid. I'm not yeah. necessarily saying how to do something, but maybe things that they need to be aware of. And then two, what the hell is the difference between bookkeeping, accounting? And then like, I know taxes are different, but like, what's the dynamic between those three and, and, uh, what, what do guys need to do to make sure that they are doing things properly that way? Sure.
1: Let me, I'll answer your, and we'll your keep it
0: brief because I want to talk about the recruiting thing. Yeah. But, yeah. but let's, you know, just, yep. just quickly here.
1: Yep. So, so to set the, the groundwork, I, there, I don't view a huge difference between bookkeeping and accounting. Mm-hmm. Although I would say the, the tendency would be to think about bookkeeping as more of the transactional component. You have all these transactions that you do on a daily weekly basis And bookkeeping is really like keeping them in your books, right? Getting them into your books Mm -hmm. and then reconciling your accounts at the end of the month. That's how I view bookkeeping. Accounting implies a little more complexity. Um, And so if you want to take that implication, you can say, you know, when you purchase a vehicle um, and you're going to capitalize it rather than expense it. Like now you're making journey, you're doing more complex things. And so I'd say, I'd say like, you can call that accounting. If you, if you want to break them apart, I think you could call either one of them, you know, bookie, they're, they're synonymous to some extent. Um, but if I had so to break bookkeeping
0: down, would be the bookkeeping would be the, 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 we'd call it the physical work where accounting would be the strategy. Is that kind of, is that a fair way to maybe? Yep,
1: yeah, I think, yeah, I think you could break it down that way. Mm-hmm. I think you can break it down that way. I like that. Okay. Um. So, so in regards to a couple tips, I'd say what, um, what we find to be the most beneficial from a process standpoint, and this is how we do it at Blue Skies, is we always do our bookkeeping each week. Mm-hmm. Um, so get those transactions in, get whatever needs to be done, done. A, because if you, it's, if you fall behind on it, it's like back in the day in school, like the farther you fall behind the harder it is to catch up. Mm
2: -hmm. And it's really
1: easy to go in each week and do it. It's not hard to do, um, but you have to do it each week. And also, your business depends on it because if you don't know what your numbers are and you don't know the direction that you're going, it makes it really hard to make decisions. And if you're running a business, your number one (laughs) objective is to make good decisions. So if you don't know how to, you know, if you don't know the numbers behind that decision, it's really hard to make the right decision. Now you're just guessing, right? Yeah. Um, so the biggest thing is just staying on top of it and trying to do it weekly. Um, plus then you're going to see like, it'll, it'll clue you into where you're maybe spending too frivolously. Um, and it really helps you manage your costs better to be, to be looking at that statement rather than just swiping a credit card all the time. Um, so I'd say that's mm-hmm. the first thing. The second thing is to understand the difference between an expense and and a capital expenditure. And this is probably the number one thing I see where guys are getting tripped up is, you know, they buy a new skid or they buy a new pressure washer or they buy a new tr- vehicle. And there's, there's a component at the beginning where you need to capitalize it. You need to get it on the balance sheet instead of the PL. and if this sounds like I'm speaking a different language, then this is something you should, you should brush up on because <laughs> um, but knowing the difference between those two things, making sure that an asset over $2,500, you're capitalizing, you're getting on your books. If it's under that, you expense it, you get it in the right category. Um, and then your CPA can do the depreciation expense at the end of the year for that asset and all that stuff. And, they're, and tracking, if you know if you have a loan payment against it, making sure you break up the portion that's interest expense versus the portion that you pay that loan back
2: mm-hmm. because
1: the interest expense is tax deductible. Um, I see that, that piece of it getting messed up a lot. And so... Either if, if what I'm saying if you're listening to this and what I'm saying is super confusing, either go check it out or reach out to me and I can help you understand it.
0: How can uh, they do that? I, I was actually about to ask you to do that. What, what's because I know uh, I mean I know this is something that you do as a service, but I also know if someone had a quick question, you'd probably be like, yeah, you know, here, here's a quick answer. But how can guys get in touch with you?
1: So you can just shoot us an email at accounting at dot B l u e. S-K I E S S E R V I C E S dot com. Um I think I spelled that right. You get the idea. Yeah. Um so, so that would be the first place. Just shoot us a note and we can help you out from there. You can check out our website at your com as well.
0: Now, I want to um, ask you one more question on this. Or I'm yeah. sorry. Did you have somewhere else you wanted to go there? Because I, I I was gonna
1: say I got I got one more tip, and that's to make sure that you break down your, your your expenses in a way that helps you make decisions. So we did this exercise in Nashville, but we think it's super important to, I mean, know your cost of goods sold, right? Cause that's everything that happens out at the job site. And you gotta know how product, uh, productive you're being out there and that you're hitting your margin targets. But then you have this whole, you know, glut of expenses that comes below that. Whether it's administrative, whether it's utilities, whether it's meals and entertainment, if it's rent, insurance, all that stuff. Um, and that Blue Sky, is one of the breakdowns we use. We break it into admin, uh, variable costs that go up and down as your level of activity goes up and down, and then fixed costs where you're, you know, you're basically paying the same thing once a year or every single month. Mm-hmm. And we try to put it in those buckets because each one suggest something different about how you spend your money. Um, and it really helps you manage your costs. And I'd say that's where guys get in the most trouble. It's not that we can't go earn money out at the job site. Guys just don't know how to manage their expenses. And they try to manage it through their bank account instead of manage it, you know, on their profit and loss statement. Yeah. And, and we did the P&L detail exercise in Nashville that was super useful. Um, but there's so much in there that just gets you you just forget about it. If you, Mm -hmm. if you just dump it in there, you don't know what it is and you just forget about it. And that's where guys get in trouble and, you know, run into financial issues is they just don't know what they're spending their money on.
0: And then uh, five second answer on this last one, just for guys that are, that are starting out that, you know, I just started my business. I'm about to start it or something like that. You know, obviously QuickBooks and QuickBooks online are two things that someone can use to help keep all their, their uh, finances um, recorded. Is there anything someone I don't want to ask what should they use. I I think either one would be sufficient. Is there anything they should not use? Like if someone didn't want to use one of those two services or something, like could you say stay away from this or is there anything like that that uh, doesn't work?
1: Nothing that I can think of. I would say you're best served by having something that's online. Um, I know a lot of people that are on the desktop versions of stuff and that works great if you really know what you're doing, but it's great to have it online because then you can get somebody else to help you with it way easier. Okay. Uh, so don't try to be don't try to be a hero. Just try to keep it where, if you need help, somebody else can jump in there and help you look at
0: it. So is it fair to put these words in your mouth? Uh, if someone's starting a business and they don't have a strength in accounting, bookkeeping, and what have you, QuickBooks Online would probably be a better thing for them to use than just the yeah. desktop version.
1: Yep. Yep. Okay. For sure.
0: Cool. All right. Well, now here here's you and I talked about this a little bit beforehand, and this is what I'm excited about, and I'm actually going to go back and. I should have done this at the beginning of this recording, but I'm going to record something and put it at the beginning of the podcast so people know to listen for this. Um, so does that mean if I say something stupid,
1: you can take it out for me too, then? No,
0: I, I refuse to do that. Oh, you're do that okay. <laughs> I refuse to do that. No, it, uh, uh, it depends how stupid it is. And it depends if it only makes you look bad or if it makes me and you look bad. <laughs> All right, touche. <laughs> no, uh, I kid, of course. Um, but let's talk about recruiting. So that's the thing that, you know, accounting and bookkeeping, it's like, oh, that sucks. You know, I mean, I just, yeah, now you probably look at it and be like, ooh, that'd be a fun Sunday afternoon. I'm like, <laughs> I would rather go chop my head off than than do that stuff. Recruiting, you know, I get excited about getting new blood in the business and and more specifically, good new blood. Now, I don't get excited about doing interviews and posting all my crap and all that stuff, but but like the growth process and bringing life yeah. into the business, yeah, that's exciting. Finding that
1: new guy that starts kicking butt in like the first the end of the first week is pretty exciting.
0: Exactly. So, so the guys that. Um, you know, you're a new company or you're, you're I don't know, you, any company is going to be at the point where they need to bring people on. So it doesn't matter about the size, but what, what are some pitfalls uh, for people to avoid when they're, you know, posting for looking for people, you know, posting online, uh, maybe, maybe in the interview process, even, you know, what, what are some things that people need to avoid? Yeah. Uh, that might be a better tip at first than what we need to do, because I think there's probably yeah. some really. Bad habits that have been created when recruiting and would you agree with that
1: yep, yeah, yeah, for sure. I think the the biggest thing to avoid is posting a job description um, because you you've kind of got your, your your tendency always is to look at it from your shoes right mm-hmm. um, but same thing when you go out and get that new client like they're going to respond to something sexy that's you know a good offer with maybe a call to action and a deadline or whatever the case is, and recruiting and posting ads. Is there's zero difference. like it's an AdWords game. Like you have to you have to come up with something better than what the competition has that sounds sexier yep. that a millennial is gonna go out and click on right? Mm-hmm. So you know as much as it scares all of us, we need to think like a millennial because that's probably who we're gonna end up hiring and try to think of like what seems really sexy to them that's gonna set you apart. And you might be doing the exact same thing as the guy down the street, but if you can make it sound a lot better, people are going to be clicking on your ad instead of theirs. So I'd say that's the biggest, biggest thing we see.
0: Yeah, I would agree actually. And I think I use this analogy a lot more so when we're talking about marketing or uh, marketing and sales within the company. But when you're hiring for people, that's all you're doing is marketing and selling your company to a potential employee and i know some people that are listening to this are gonna be like i ain't gonna i don't have to prove myself to anyone i'm the boss and if they want to work for me hey that's great you're just not going to get as good of people you know so you don't have to do this but i always like the and this is probably more a few years in the past than it is today but the analogy of how apple and android used to market their their phones the um uh you know android would come out uh and they'd be like our new phone has has, you know a quad core processor blah 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 with all this memory and this screen that has this many pixels per inch and you know and this many gigahertz of gigawatts and, and all that crap and and the nerds would be like oh my god that's awesome but like the general public is like okay yeah a lot of stuff and then apple their their ad would be like hey here's our phone helping someone learn how to play the violin Hey, here's our phone helping some dude run his business. Hey, here's our phone helping someone learn a new language. You know, and Apple, uh, you know. So if we wanted to to go with what you were just saying, um, Android's the company that posts the job description. Yep. You know, hey, you got to be drug free. You got to be able to pass a background check. Here's how much it pays. You know, you got to be on time every day, and here's what you're going to do. You know, yep. that's that's how many gigahertz and memory and and all that stuff. And then Apple would be the company that would be like. You know, who wants to work at an amazing place with amazing experience with, you know, where, where the, the owner likes to bring his dog every day and we're part of a team and we're, you know, I mean, I, I'm being a little too generic on, on my ad, but the Apple would be more, you know, the Apple approach yeah. would be like, here's what you get when you're a part of this business. Here's the experience you're going to have, not just, yeah. hey, it pays $20 an hour and, and yeah. you can do drugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> type I mean,
1: like marketing 101, right, is yeah. uh, sell the feature and not the benefit. Exactly. Or, or I got that backwards. Sell the benefit, and not the feature. Yeah, nobody, yeah, yeah. Cares about, nobody cares about the feature; they just care about what they're going to get. And it's the same recruiting and and selling to a prospective applicant versus uh, a client. <clears throat> Are, what what you were saying reminds me a lot of Simon Sinek. I don't know if you've read his book "Start with Why." Um, I haven't. A, I've heard a, of it, but I haven't. You can find him on on YouTube. There's a TED Talk on it. But um, for anybody that's listening, if you haven't read that book, um, it'll help you selling to both, you know, candidates and to clients. Um, if you understand that principle of starting with why, and it's all, it's all about everything you just said. And and they use Apple as a good case study for it.
0: Okay. So, so first thing we got to, we've got to post that, that description. Uh, I'm sorry, not post a description, but post an offer to someone, right? So we're out there. We're not just being dry. Um, it, let, let's do this. Let's give the guys a freebie here. Let's give the listeners maybe two or three points. Uh, you know, if you were going to post something, what are two or three things that you would cover when, when posting a, uh, uh, an ad for someone aside from here's what we do and here's how much it pays.
1: Yep. Yep. I mean, I think you kind of hit on it. It's it's the it's the experience that they're going to get, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so if we are posting a uh, window cleaning type of ad, it's going to be, you know, do you are, do you love rock climbing? Do you love playing basketball? Do you like working hard and getting outside? It's going to have nothing to do with cleaning windows, first yeah. of all. It's going to be all about the experience. Like, are you down and dirty? You pride yourself in your hard work. Um, you like, you know, we we tend to clean in, in individual cruise solo cruise I'll say so do you like you know working by yourself and having having all kinds of upside like to to go get as much as you can get and so we're going to try to appeal to that person that likes working by themselves being part of a bigger team but working by themselves um working independently working hard and and doesn't mind climbing stuff right are they a rock climber are they a basketball player are they an athlete um we're trying to appeal to to somebody that can haul around a 32 foot ladder without any trouble and and thinks it's cool right Mm. um so we're going to be trying to appeal to that person. I would say we tend to use the pay in our ads. Um, and we we try to stress, we, we pay uh, hourly plus commission or, or or commission, I'll say. And so we we sell the upside of that, right? And that's who we want anyway, is somebody that's, that looks at that upside yep. and says like, I get to go get that. Um, and so we are going to put that in there. If, if you're paying an hourly rate, it's hard to make that sound sexy. Yeah. But if you can say like, you know, our top earners are making well over 20 bucks an hour. Like that sounds pretty freaking cool. Cause now that guy's like, okay, well this is way better than I can do working at this manufacturing shop. And yeah, I do like to climb rocks actually on the weekends. I think that's cool, but I can never do it because I'm too busy working, you know, third shift in the shop. Yep. Um, so I think the, like, those are two of the key things I would say, just appealing to, to what they like to do. Um, you know, and, and all about the experience and what they're going to run into and not, Hey, you know, can you clean a window? Can you carry a 32-foot ladder? <laughs> you know, what it's like there's nothing sexy about that. It's the yeah. same thing. It's just it's not what you say, it's how you say it, right?
0: And, and if I may just add one more thing on that is uh, some people might say, well, I don't know that I want to do that because it'll limit the number of people that'll, you know, respond to the ad, but but that's a good thing. You don't Yeah. the number of people that respond is not your uh metric for success when you're recruiting it's the type of people that respond and if your quality of person that responds is high you can have a fifth of the people apply but you're still you're saving yourself time and you're getting better candidates to choose from so i would say don't be discouraged to to do those things to put those qualifiers in there cuz um, you know, whatever it may be. You know, if you have a night shift job, you might be like, "Do you love staying up all night?" And and you know, on the weekends, well, we got a job that'll keep your schedule going during the during the week. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's like, yeah, there's less people that want to do that, but the ones that see it, that like it, that are going to be a better fit. Those would be the ones that that would apply. So, yeah. okay, so that's cool. So, so tell me about about you guys. So you you do stuff for people. What kind of what kind of recruiting services do you offer?
1: So, so that's the first thing that we offer is if people are just having trouble getting application flow, um, we can do that for people where it's just, they, they sign up for basically a month long period and we're just going to run ads and get them as many applications as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, so, so so like you mentioned, part of it is you want to limit, limit the number of applications you get and you want to get only the good ones Mm -hmm. at the end of the day. I, I, it's, that's a two way street because if you have the right system in place to handle 100, 200, 300 applications, yep. I would say there's no, there's no downside to getting a bunch of applications. And if you mm-hmm. write a really good ad, you can still get a ton, um, but you got to have the process to weed all that out. So yep. the first thing that we do for people is, um, is just get them a bunch of application flow, because if you don't get a bunch of applications, you're, you're going to have a really hard time finding anybody. Um, mm-hmm. So you got to get, you know, you can't hire people if they don't apply. So yep. we'll, we'll write ads for people. We'll get them going. And then we put in, you know, a few knockout questions like the binary things, the true or false, yes or no, that are are musts. And then we make them jump through a little bit of a hoop to know if they're serious. Because when you're out on like Indeed or Snaggab or or Craig, you know, whatever it is, you just run into a lot of button clickers that are like applying to every single thing out there. Um, Just so they
0: can stay on unemployment
1: right? Right. Or, or like, I just want to work, you know, like these sound cool and they'll click yeah. on 30 of them. Right. Cause there's no penalty to them to do that, but it's a huge penalty to you because they're just wasting your time. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you see if they re-engage with you? Um, and so we put in a little step that they have to complete to see if they're actually serious. Um, nice. And so we do that and, and I'll call it, we call it the guaranteed hire program that we do for people. So we're basically going to recruit for four weeks And we're going to get you a bunch of applications. And if you don't hire at least one person out of that, and most people hire two or three, but if you don't hire at least one, then we'll recruit for another month for you for free.
0: Oh, Um, wow. Okay.
1: And so, so we performance,
0: you have a performance based service that you're offering. People, people aren't paying you if you're not performing.
1: Yep. Yep. So the, and
0: and (laughs) I think the funny thing is
1: we actually had one. So we, we had a deal that we did previously where it was, Three employees, like we and we would recruit for you until you got three, which became just a huge pain in the butt to keep track of, because mm-hmm. um, we don't know who's hiring who and that stuff. It's just hard, and they don't want to have to send us payroll records and all that. Yeah, um, but we had one person that dropped out of the program because they <laughs> we got them three hundred applications in a month, Good and they word. were like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, th- I thought I was you know, it, and there was a misunderstanding issue where they thought they were getting this whole package that I'll tell you about, but they were like, "I can't." I can't get through all of these. I don't have a way to weed them out, right? Um, yep. And so so the way to weed them out is, I guess, first of all, if you're listening, go to yourblueskies.com slash journey. And there's a free PDF out there that everybody can download. And it's, it's this whole system. And it's a heck of a lot more than you and I will talk about today. Mm-hmm. But it's basically the entire step. Um, after you get those applications in how to weed them out so that you only have to deal with the, you know, the 10 good ones out of those 300, because you're going to get, it's like, it's like going fishing and catching a bunch of little ones to get to the big ones. You just don't want to have to get them on your hook and take them off. Like you just, you don't even want to know they exist. Yeah. Like there's going to be a lot of button clickers out there regardless of what you do. So get them weeded out. So you only deal with the the serious ones. Um, so we create a few different hoops they need to jump through, and a lot of different knockout questions. That, like, if it's if it's an absolute no, depending on how they answer this, it, even if they can't read the question and select the wrong thing, we still weed them out because if they can't read directions, they're probably not going to work out too well. Um, so we create a bunch of knockout questions that that you know get rid of anybody that's an absolute no, and then we make them jump through hoops to prove that they're really serious. So like, we'll redirect them to. A different place to fill out another application or we actually kind of my favorite hoop to jump through is the communication flip where when we are ready to interview somebody we send them an email or a text or some sort of communication that has them communicate back to us with a different medium so if we send them an email we'll tell them to text us at this number or call us at this number so like they have to be the one to set up the interview And you Hmm. can, and you got to do it fast, right? Because just like a good uh, client, like they're out there looking for multiple different things. Yeah. So you need to be timely in it. If a lead comes through, you can't wait two days to get back to them. You have to do it now, which is tough when you're on the field, but you have to, if you want to get them, but you still want to get them to jump through these hoops and you want to keep, you want to stay in that constant communication with them through the hoops. Um, But we know that if we send them an email to text us, and they text me and say, hi, my name is this, and I'm applying to this job, and I want to set up an interview, like, they're already nine-tenths of the way there. Like, they, yep. we've them so much at this point that when, I get that when I get that text, I damn near know I'm already going to hire them. Yeah. Like, they've already I have followed a similar so system. many different instructions
0: yeah yeah i do a similar thing and and i i get really excited when i get one of those notifications you yeah, know so it's yeah. uh very very similar so yeah. all right well cool well t- tell me more man keep going like I, yeah I, I, I let's just be honest people need what you what you have to offer and some guys they're sitting there saying eh, i don't want it okay that's that's cool you don't gotta have it but there's people that are that are listening right now they're like I need my life to be easier and I need some better people. So what other, what other kinds of things do you do here to help people out? Yeah. So, so I'd say the biggest
1: game changer for us at blue skies and why, and we're in the home cleaning space. And for anybody that's listening, that's in the home cleaning space. It's, it's this issue times 10, right? That you get a ton of button clickers and you get a ton of people that don't show up for interviews. And then you, the one person that does still doesn't show up on their first day. Right. You like it's, Mm -hmm. it's, to the extreme in the home cleaning space. I, when we started Minneapolis, and I've told the story a lot, but my the Cliff Notes version is: I had ten interviews set up; none of them showed up, and I was still at my corporate job. So I was like coming in in the morning and, and ditching my job early to like coming and try to hire people, knew, yep. knowing you're going to get this thing going. My first ten interviews were all no shows. My eleventh one showed up, and then she didn't. I hired her because she had a pause. She showed up, and, and then she didn't show up on the first day. Um,
0: Oh my God. (laughs)
1: so, So what, so, so having a bunch of applications is great, but like you have to get rid of those, right? You have to weed them out. So we implemented the snag platform and snag is, I think is owned by Google actually, but we are on that platform and we are kind of grandfathered in to be able to get other people on our platform. And so, um, what we have set up is we basically have a recruiting management service. Like we are, the recruiting director of your business for a small fee. So you don't have to hire somebody to do it. You mm-hmm. can just leverage the resources that we have to do it. Um, and I'd say the beauty of it is that it automates everything that I've talked about, the knockouts, the the hoops to jump through um, multiple avenues, all pulling applications in from everywhere that you have ads posted. And in this case, we're the ones posting the ads and managing everything for you. So you don't have to think about a damn thing. Yeah. Um, and then it has two assessments that we have them take. Um, both that are like 40, you know, 20 to 40 questions. One's a job fit assessment and one's an attitude assessment, both super important things. Cause you want to understand like, are they the right type of person for the job that you've got Mm -hmm. going on and do they suck or are they cool? (laughs) Right? Like there's nothing worse than just having that guy that just shows up and is just a crab all day long. Yeah, Like that brings your his coworkers down and that brings the clients down. And that's a pretty terrible experience when there's no buffer between the guy that you're sending out and the work and your client. Right. Mm -hmm. So the system does all that. It grades them out. And then as part of the service, we're basically the last filter. We're looking through everybody that passes through all those filters and then we're pushing them through and sending them that note to, to whatever you would want it to be. Whether you say, have them call me at this or have them text me at this. So for 349 bucks a month, you don't have to think about a thing until that person texts you and says, hey, I'd like to interview. And at yeah. that point, like I said, at that point, you pretty much know they're almost good to hire. Like you're still gonna have them come in. Um, yeah. On that PDF that I mentioned at com slash journey, um, all of our interview questions are on there. There's a ranking system in there. Um, and we've had really good luck with that and vetting people out. But we can basically have you know, somebody can outsource all the front end of their recruiting and hiring system to us, up to the point where that person's ready to be engaged, and you pretty much know they're going to be a good one if they got through all the stuff we put them through.
0: So someone's paying you three forty nine. Now they still got to pay for their postings, though, right? Like, nope,
1: nope, that's all included. If you, you do be want, me. no, that's all, all in there. Um, I pay
0: more money than that for a posting. I pay more than three hundred dollars a month to uh, to post a job on Indeed. Yeah. So okay, yeah, (laughs) all right. Well, so I'm gonna have to sign up. I did not really. I I assumed that uh, it was three forty nine plus the plus the hosting. That's that's actually a crazy deal. Is that like a is that a short term offer or or is that like no? That's that's uh,
1: that's our. I I guess our offer would be there's a setup fee of five hundred dollars for us to keep you in the system. Yeah, Uh, because one of the other things that it does, it takes a few weeks to get you set up. Um, because it can also automate all of your onboarding. So your employee handbook, your vehicle policy, your attendance policy, like everything you want oh, that wow. person to sign, we put in there. And, and the W-4 and the I-9, you don't have to sit down and do paperwork with any of your prospective candidates. When you hire them, they, you send them a link and they fill all that out online. So you don't have any paperwork.
0: Um, that's, the- that's That's amazing. So I'm sorry. I'm a little frustrated with myself right now for, for dealing with a lot of this uh, BS. So, uh, so basically my, my, my step in the process is you, you've, you've posted an ad, you've, you've done the vetting and all that stuff. And then I get to say, all right, I want to talk to these guys so I can do an interview, you know, like, I tell you, you get them to this point. Once you've said, yeah, they look really good to us then yep. I can set up an, you know, I can do a Skype interview with them or in person or, or however yep. I choose to do that. Yep. Um, and then if I say green light go, I just kick them back to you and then you get them to their start date basically for me. Once, like,
1: once you engage with them, we let you keep engaging with them because the, like the one thing we learned from having multiple locations is that, um, those people need to, they need to be your guy, right? Um, they can't be led from a distance and every interaction that isn't with you or isn't with the person Mm -hmm. that's going to be managing them, they start to lose that feeling of belonging or that, that like the sticky feeling of that they work for you. So Mm -hmm. once we get you set up to the point where they reach out to you for an interview, then they're yours to own because you need to be building the trust and the relationship with them. And that's, what's going to get them to stick around. So, but once you say, yep, I'm going to hire them, there's like literally, you know, we can go in and click the button for you, or we can show you where to click it, but you, you're going to want to see all their information anyway because you're going to want to make sure they're legit, um, but you just click a button and they do everything online, and wow. you can tell if they've filled everything out. It's, it's a game changer. It saves so much time. Oh, they, no, they, It
0: really does. I like, listen, okay, <clears throat> I need to try to re-engage with the audience here for a second because I'm like listening to you thinking, oh, this is so great. Um, <laughs> so, So guys, let me just... Uh, you know, listeners, let me just paint a picture for you. If you haven't started hiring people yet to get a decent amount of deal flow, like say on indeed or, or an equivalent service, um, it's actually a little more than $300 a month. It's about three, you know, $310 ish a month. If you, and that's not, if you go big, that's just, if you go like, Normal. Like that's just like my my posting is out there just as much as anyone else's posting, you know, but not not more visibility. So so let's just round down and say three hundred a month. So for fifty dollars a month additional, you don't have to do shit except for say, Hey, hire some people for me, and then all you've got to do is set up an interview when when the vetted people come to you. Um Dan, I'm well, again, I'm frustrated with myself <laughs> for dealing with all this stuff, but the, but that that's that's awesome, and I I didn't realize that was the the price because I thought, I honest to God, I thought it was going to be like a thousand dollars a month or something, and I'm like, and and frankly, once you're com a thousand dollars a month is too much for like a, a startup, you know, like you know someone in month one to try to hire someone because you just don't have that money. It's not that yeah. it's not worth it, but you yeah. don't have the money. But it's like for for a company that's probably doing like seven eight hundred thousand dollars a year. Uh, it's probably even worth it at a thousand dollars a month because well, it's, a, like,
1: it's just a no-brainer. Yeah, the, it's, constant there, recruiting, there's, yeah. There's a little bit of cost savings in, in the fact that like we just, ha- we have a team that just does this. Right. Yeah. So it for you to do it, you have to start, you have to stop what you're doing and start doing mm-hmm. this and then stop doing that. And like you lose so much time starting and stopping stuff and just using brain power on it. Right. So the fact that you just have somebody that this is all they do is a game changer. Well, Um,
0: like for me, and I'm sorry to interrupt you again, but like say my business right now, so our average ticket is a little North of 600 bucks. So if I, if I'm trying to hire people, if, if my involvement in the recruiting process costs me one cell, that's two months of your service. You know what I mean? It's like, it's just, it's kind of a no brainer at that point. Uh, and, and I want to be clear. Let me just say something. Uh, I'm learning this as you guys that are listening and learning this. I I have no deal with Dan. So I'm not like, I don't, I don't get anything. Uh, uh, I've had one thing that I've got from my podcast. I've got a guy that's doing some free SEO work for me. And the exchange was if he actually effectively gives me S, you know, like effectively gets me to rank, I'll bring him on the podcast and brag about what he did. And that's like the only deal I've ever worked out with anyone, you know, on this thing. So Dan and I, we don't have a deal on this. I'm not sitting here, shilling for him because because I get something from it uh Dan's not giving me any price break if I use the service or anything like that so I, I just want to be clear uh to my listeners because and the only reason I say that is we've never I've never really talked to someone that offers a service on the podcast you know or at least I don't think I have so I, I, I felt like I at least owe that uh explanation to to my friends and listeners but but Dan that's that's good shit so is there is there other stuff where, I mean, is that kind of, so you have, you've talked about two things so far. You've there's the, and I'm assuming it costs less. My assumption, you have the, Hey, I can get you some applicants. That's one service that you offer or or maybe some resumes. And then you have the, the more full service thing that we're talking about. Is that it? Or is there like another, is there like good, better, best, or is it just good and best?
1: So, so I'll say it's good and best, but best has a couple, couple breakdowns that I think are worth noting. So okay. when we do the, so, so just, for, for what it's worth here, when we do the guaranteed hire program, it's three ninety nine a month mm-hmm. um, so it's actually a little bit more. it's super clunky. it takes a lot of work. Mm-hmm. We can automate a lot of stuff on the other system, and then we can give the benefits of all that automation to the user, which is why the 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 package deals three forty nine mm-hmm. um, I will say the package deals a year long subscription because you're signing up for a software, yeah. And so, and it's an HR system, right? Like it houses all your employee documentation. So you wouldn't want to do it for any less than that. Cause how much of a pain would that be to yeah. say on a regular basis? Um, and so like once all of your candidates and employees are coming in there, I like, we're not trying to get people on the hook, but I just could never, we're never going to get rid of it. It's just such a big game changer to have, like to literally not have paper for candidates sitting around mm-hmm. the office and everything in there. Like, oh man, it's, I'm, I'm killing so many less trees. Um, <laughs> it it's so much time. Like, it's just the time-saving of it. But, um, so the guaranteed hire is just a week, a month long, like four weeks, and we're just going to get a bunch of applications. I don't view it as a long-term solution for anybody. Let me be clear about that. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a test. If you don't want to sign up for a year-long thing, we totally get that. That's a big commitment. If you want to test it um, to see that we can get you a bunch of applications, Knowing that, like it's gonna be ugly. You're gonna get some crappy applications because you're gonna get some button clickers and you're gonna get people that get through that system. But if you just wanna see if we can get you applications, like mm. do that. And then we can show you that. And then you'd be like, Yep, these guys are legit. I want to get on this platform.
0: But that um, includes the but even on that, on the three ninety nine, what what do you call that? The the guaranteed hire. Okay. So so four hundred bucks. I know you want to say three ninety nine, but you know, four hundred bucks. So $400 that includes the ad spend as well. The postings. Yep. We, so, so for the
2: most part, Oh, God. Right.
0: Well, I'm just going to say again, it's like, you know, I look at, you know, okay, if I'm going to spend, I'm just using my own experience here. If I'm going to spend 300 bucks on a, on a posting online, because um, I will post stuff on Craigslist because I've hired good people on Craigslist in the past, but the, I would say it's lower quality um, applicants, generally speaking. Yeah, but I've hired, I've got some good people, you know. When I was in the corporate world from Craigslist, but but if I'm going to do a posting, a Craigslist costs money, but I'm also going to spend at least three hundred dollars on Indeed or something like that. So in your scenario, it'd be like if I said to myself, "Okay, for three hundred bucks, I can post it, but then for another hundred dollars, I can have someone that can like basically now they're doing the posting, they're doing the copy for the ad, they're doing the aggregation, putting some of the stop." Yep. You know, yes. Yeah, no you're you're going to get a
1: list. You're going to get a list in a Google form that kicks yeah. over to you, so you don't have to. Four hundred bucks. Money, indeed. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, and again, I'm just I'm just trying to rationalize the expense here because it's like you could say, ah, it's four hundred dollars. Well, no, it's not four hundred dollars. You're already spending the three hundred to here. to post an ad, and I'm paying hundred bucks for someone to make this easy for me. You know, how, ba- how
1: about this? Um, we'll just do it for two ninety nine. So you're not spending any more money. Oh I'm for that.
0: <laughs> That's like funny. I said. It's not a long-term solution. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So
1: try it. Two ninety-nine, three hundred bucks, as Bobby would say. I'm saying two ninety-nine. Okay. Yeah, now,
0: okay. So, so let's just say this. Uh, as I feel like I'm start. I feel like I'm hosting an infomercial now here. Uh, uh, what? Uh, give me more. Give me more. No. Uh, in all seriousness, do you want to put a date or a cap on that like time frame? Like, we'll like,
1: we'll leave it open for a week. We'll put okay. it open for a week.
0: So it's January. T- 28th today it's january 28th but i'm probably not going to get this posted till tomorrow so a week from january 29th so let's just i want to because i don't want you to like i don't want a year from now someone to to listen to this and then want you to to offer that so if it's the 28th so how about we'll just say february 6th is that fair that's like a week and a day from okay so if they want to do the 299 thing january uh, february 6th 2019 they can they can get that
2: yeah
0: and that'll motivate me to get this Podcast posted.
2: <laughs>
0: that's cool. That's awesome, man. Thank you for doing that for my. Yeah. Team. So, yeah. listeners, don't don't ever say I didn't do anything for you. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. So, so, so,
1: one thing I wanted to break down for you. So, we talked about that. That's the good, but like I said, that's not a long term solution. I wouldn't like don't go back to the well on that. Yeah. Um, like it's just it's gonna create a lot more work for you if you don't have a great system. I mean, go download the PDF. your slash journey. Get our PDF. So when we send you 100 applications, I don't I, I don't want to hear people complain that like this is way too much and I don't have a way like go get the PDF. It'll tell you how to filter through people. And so like it takes a lot of work to do that, but build your system up to do it, or hire us so you can use our system. Then you don't have to worry about building it. Um, the best. So <coughs> the 349 package is what we call all in. So we're going to be running ads for you every single month. It's 349 a month. Like whether you're busy season or slow season, whatever, it works great. If you don't have a ton of seasonality in Florida, it probably works. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're in home cleaning or pest control or, you know, something like that, it works really good where you're just, you're always, always, always hiring. Um, if you're in window cleaning in the North, which we are. And so we had to devise something for, for our friends up here where it's like, well, I don't want to pay 349 for the four months where I'm like shut down altogether. Yeah. Um, so we built a package that we call the seasonal package and it's the same thing, but it's basically $149 a month to have us managing your system for you. So we get you set up on the platform, we manage it. And then any month that you want to run ads for, and I say month, I'll say four week period because it doesn't need to be a calendar month. It could be middle of Feb to middle of March. Any four week period that you want us to run ads, it's just $300 additional. Nice. So okay. so call it 449 compared to 349 but you're able to it's a little more expensive but you can turn it on and off but you still have the platform behind the scenes and there's still like people are going to find you and apply even when you're not running ads right mm-hmm. they hear about you another way or if a buddy tells them to apply or yeah, a
0: referral from a friend or something like yeah. that yeah
1: Yep. So we still manage the platform. We still go in there every single day because you still need to get back to them on a daily basis. If somebody applies, mm-hmm. they need, just like a client, they need to hear from you. And so you don't have to worry about that. We do that even at the $149 a month, we're going to go in there and see if anybody yeah. came through and push them through if they're good. That's so, cool.
0: So that's better. Okay. That's great. So the guys that are seasonal, they can, they can do that. They pay a little more, they pay basically pay $50 more a month on the months where they're recruiting, but, uh, but it allows them to save, a hunk in that off when yeah, it, it ends up being a 100 yeah.
1: bucks more it's like 449 in that four-week period if you will when they're recruiting yeah. versus the 349 but mm-hmm. you know yeah. you can you can run the numbers if it's three to four months a year that you're not going to recruit you might as well be on the seasonal package yeah. that's what we created it for is is that guy that's running the seasonal business
0: that's cool that's awesome that's awesome so like is that it and i that's that's a terrible way to ask that that was a lot of shit <laughs> But like, like, is there other stuff, or is that like what you guys do? Um, is that like the 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 bulk of how you guys are helping people recruit and get out there? That's, that's the biggest part, I will say.
1: If you are, um, and, and we've all been here, I call it the mass exodus. We we have this happen in home cleaning more than anything, where like three or four people leave at a time, right? Like one person gets disgruntled and then they get a different job somewhere, and then they try to bring all their buddies with them.
2: Yeah. Um,
1: if that happens, you still need to like. W- there's been times and and like I'm embarrassed to say it, but there's been times where we spent like a thousand bucks in a month on recruiting because it was like, Oh shit. Like yeah. we need six people right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so on these platforms, like we're going to have ads running for you all the time, but there may still be a time where you're like, Dan, I need like three, Yesterday, yeah. so like, and then we'll we'll still boost you know more and, and get more money flowing um and so that can be an additional expense to think about like if you have the money to do it, and you need more people, um like we talked about earlier it's a capacity constraint to sum market. it
0: up you you guys are flexible to some you know you've got the seasonal yeah. thing where people can dip you know in the, in in the off season, yeah. but you could also be like whether someone's on the seasonal thing or whether on the the annual thing, you know it's springtime comes you know, Hey, I, I need a, a boost. They can call you, you guys work out the deal that you need to work out. And next thing you know, yep. they've got more, more candidates. So that's yep. cool. That's great. Yep. So A lot of flexibility there. Yeah. The,
1: so one other thing I would say is if you're on the fence at all, like I said, you can do the, this two ninety nine deal guaranteed hire to, to check out the application flow. Don't, don't, I'll say Through don't. February 6th, what's
0: that? I said only through February 6th, 2019.
1: Yep, yep, yep. So so that's a good way to test. The other thing that I'll throw out there is if you I mean, it's a it's a system, right? And so to buy a system, you may want to see it, right? That's mm-hmm. a it's a it's not the most money in the world, but it's an investment. So if it's something you want to see and see under the hood, shoot us an email at recruiting at blueskieservices.com. And then we can just set up a Zoom meeting and show it to you, right? I nice. think that's the best way to, and we do that with a lot of people that are like, yeah, I'm not sure if it's exactly what I need or I kind of have something similar. Um, we can just, you know, do a little video screen share and kick it around. And like, we're, I, I mean, I want to be clear, like we're a peer in the industry, right? So we, we stumbled across something, we built this great system and we believe we can help a lot of people. Yeah. And so whatever we got to do to help you out, um, you know, I'll spend yeah. two hours. On a Zoom meeting with you to like to show you how it works, and um,
0: it's just such a game changer. I just well, I think can't... that's I think that's the beauty of what you're talking about here is, and it's like what excites me as you know, like in my business things that I'm trying to do within mine. But you didn't say, "Hey, I'm going to try to create a widget that I can sell to people." It's like you created something that worked for you, and that's what you've used to recruit within your business. That's pretty damn big, quite frankly. And now you can just share something that already works with others, you know, and that's, that's, I think the, uh, the big key is we're not talking about some guy that has a hypothesis of, Hey, I think this would work and give me some money and we'll, we'll test it out for you. It's like, no, this is tried. It's true. It works for us and, and, and you can share it. So that's, that's good stuff, man. Um, it, yeah, okay. So we were joking before uh, we started recording how I'm terrible at segues and I think throughout this episode we probably did pretty good <laughs> if if you I'm, know, happy.
1: I'm happy with our segues yeah,
0: yeah I think I think uh, if you know if we go back and listen to any of my other previous you know recordings i probably probably pretty proud of myself I'll pat myself on the back <laughs> but I don't have a segue right now because I'm thinking like I don't want to just keep like rambling about this i feel like we've we've done that justice uh is there anything that because i mean in my mind i've i've got the information i need as far as this is there anything else that we need to add to that before we move on the
1: only thing i would say there's a few testimonial videos from people that we've helped and they've been on you know, on both sorts of packages, mm-hmm. I think I'll, I'll tell the one story here that I think is the coolest, um, and it speaks to the value of this thing. So, and and I I already asked Josh if it was okay if I use his name. He said so. You met you met Josh Taylor when we were in Nashville. Oh yeah, great guy. Um, so Josh and, and I like it, it. Also, I think is is funny and tells me we can do a better job of teaching people how the system works. But so Josh um, was on that three employee deal that we had before, mm-hmm. and and then said like, well, this is great. I got you know. 200 applications. I, like, I need you guys' help getting through all these. So we said, okay, let's get you on the all-in package. And we got him on there. And he was recruiting for a sales person. He wanted to hire three of them, right? Um, and so we got him on the system and we started to get the applications in and he got 20 people that reached out to him to set up an interview, um, which that's awesome in itself, right? Like 20 people got through the filters and are pretty good, right? So, and, and I think this is maybe the biggest game changer in the system. And I say that about a lot of things. I'm, I'm just pumped about it. Um, 19. So he set up 20 interviews, 19 of them showed up, which like, I, that's not a, that's not a thing that happens in our world, right? Yeah. The, like the, the chance that people show up, I mean, even if you're doing a really good job, it feels like it's 50, 50. Um, <laughs> but I'd say we, it went from, we we'd have like 20% of people show up the way we used to do things to now probably closer to 80%. Nice. I don't know that 95% is sustainable Yeah. Had 19 out of 20 show up and he hired three people and it happened in about a week and a half. Wow. Um, and so like th- think about all that time saving of mm-hmm. granted. That's a lot of interviews to crank out, but like he can now get on with running his business and he knows his guys and he knows who he's got. And now he can start hiring technicians and doing those sorts of things. Yeah. But like to speed up that curve and not have to delay and wait and be ready to go for February, March in mm-hmm. Baltimore when he's got to go crank it out. Um, like that's just the coolest thing. Well, that's like, huge for not have to waste time with no shows, but like in a couple of weeks he-, he was ready to go. And that's yeah. just, a, it's a game changer.
0: No, that's, that's awesome. And Josh is a cool dude. Uh, I met him back in October at AGSX and I, I don't want to share his, his stuff because I don't know if he's real open about it, but I'll just say this. He's got some big goals and he's had his business for a while, but that's, uh, that's exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how that does for him. Cause I know his sales team, uh, he was talking about that back in Nashville. The sales team is a big part of of his his goal and his his uh, more specifically his plan this year. So so fingers crossed for that. But yeah. um, well Dan, listen man, I, I, I'm gonna ask you one last question. Here's a question I always ask people at the beginning of a job interview. Okay, I probably should have asked you this. Maybe I'll start asking every one of my uh, podcast guests in the future at the beginning of the show. I like it and this is going to tell me a lot about you as a person and your character. Would you rather like you have to do this? It's a showdown to the death fight one horse sized duck or a thousand duck sized horses. I
1: think one horse sized duck.
0: Really? Why is that?
1: Um, when i was in high school so i played a lot of sports growing up and my favorite because i think this is a
0: bad decision but go ahead tell me i think you made the wrong decision but go ahead
1: so so uh, it was a great lesson that we learned in my freshman year of football um and we we damn near went undefeated and we would have had we not split our team up we had like an a game and a b game and Mm -hmm. we had players that played both and we had to split them up and it caused us to lose both games actually um but we did a a we did a, a, just a goofy drill one day where we, we all ran together to the top of a hill, and it was like a quarter mile, right? Not a far jog, mm-hmm. but you've got some bigger – and this is freshman football, right? So, like, it's not – there's people that aren't serious about football in there, yeah. and there's some that are real serious about it. But we had to run as a team, right? <laughs> so there's 50 of us, and we're trotting real slow because we can't separate. And we come back, and one of the instructions was we all had to go pick up a rock And then we had to come back. And so we all came back with these rocks and they weren't big rocks, right? But it was 50 rocks. And so the lesson my coach was making was you're only as fast as your slowest guy. And if you throw one rock at me, it doesn't matter how big it is, but I can probably dodge it. But if you guys throw 50 rocks at me, I'm going to be in the hospital. And so you all have to be moving at the same speed and you all have to be moving together. And so a thousand little horses that are duck size, frankly scare the shit out of me they're gonna demolish me but one duck that's the size of a horse i'm a i'm a bow hunter and i'm pretty sure i can take that thing down from anywhere within 40 yards so no you know like,
0: but you don't get your bow it's just you and and your hands and a horse-sized duck man that's a bill i'll build a bow i'll come up with something have you seen the inside of a duck's mouth they're horrifying i mean yeah they
1: got those little teeth they got yeah, like scratchy
0: I, listen, I I actually uh, appreciate your story. I think that's a great analogy, but I think you're way wrong on this duck thing. Because I, I look at a 1,000 duck-sized horses, and I'm like, I would feel like a god amongst horses, and I could just start stepping on them. And, yeah, they couldn't do anything to me. I don't know. And it I, depends I, how organized it, they are, you know? <laughs> well, they don't have additional intelligence. They so don't have her.
1: a leader? There's no leader in that group?
0: No, no, no. It's just 1,000 horses that want to kill you. And okay. they're – yeah, I don't know. i. Fair enough. I like it. I, I like the fact that you had a rationale. I I usually ask that question at the beginning of a job interview just to kind of like break the the tension and and um, usually people have a pretty good laugh with that. But I love it. I, I like your um, I like the intellectual you know way you look at that and still think you're wrong but but i appreciate your participation that's
1: that's one of the beauties of being an (laughs) entrepreneur is we can be as wrong as we want but we still get to go ahead and do that thing right
0: (laughs) that's awesome in the corporate world
1: you got all these people judging you and the politics and what people are thinking and here it's just yeah if you're wrong it's just it's just on you anyway so what's the difference
0: yeah well well listen dan i'm gonna cut this thing off uh thank you so much for for uh joining one last time uh give the two emails that guys, people can reach out to you with here.
1: Yep. So I'll give our, our website. If you want to check out the deals, download the PDF for recruiting, whatever it's your dot skies is spelled S K I E S by the way, um, slash journey. If you want to go there and check out the, the website and the deal from the podcast that we'll put up there. Um, if you want to reach out about recruiting related stuff, go to recruiting at blueskies services.com. If you want to chat about bookkeeping stuff, go to accounting at blueskieservices.com. Um, if you go recruiting, you'll probably end up talking to Sean Day, who's our recruiting director and is the best in the world. If you go to accounting, then you got to deal with me because I'm, I'm the accounting guy. All right. Um, but
0: I love, best I in love the world.
1: talking about it. Yeah.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, listen, man, thank you so much. Guys, thank you for listening today. Uh, hope you have, I hope you have an amazing day, night, whenever you're listening to this thing and ending it. I hope the rest of your day is super awesome. Go out there, make life happen for you. Don't let life happen to you. And, uh, and that's that. You, you got a, any wise words? You got a, a saying for the day here, Dan?
1: My usual go-to is go get it.
0: Go like, get nothing's like going to
1: happen if you're sitting still. Go make it happen. Make get it out.
0: happen. Peace out, guys. Have a great one.
1: Thanks, Bobby.